Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we recap the 6-2 Detroit Red Wings win over the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first preseason game of this exhibition season. And Philip Zadina just continues to dominate throughout training camp. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950. It's called The Daily J. Go check it out when you get the chance, as well as check out Locked On Tigers. If you're a baseball fan, Scotty's the host over there. And uh, check out some of Scotty's articles he writes for the Detroit News. Covering You covering high school sports again this year, buddy? I am, yeah. So for the fall, I'm doing swimming, and then uh, I'm really pumped. I mean, for this show, there you go. I'm doing. Uh, I'll be covering high school hockey in the state of Michigan for the second year in a row in the winter. So there you go. So check out that. check out all of this stuff, but specifically the hockey stuff. That's where yeah, you're really gonna. I can't wait, man. Last year was such a fun season for uh, for high school hockey in Michigan. High school hockey is exciting, man. Um, yeah. You get a real wide array of talent between high school hockey teams. Um, but we're here to talk about the Red Wings, and they played the first exhibition game of the preseason. They went to Pittsburgh and they won six to two over the Penguins. And I think the first thing, the thing that stands out the most, Scotty, above even Philip Zadina and how well he played, is just the fact that they went into Pittsburgh against a team that is mostly made up of guys that are going to be their starting lineup and outperformed them, out hustled them, and dominated them to win six to two. That stood out to me. Now, Max Boltman made a great point. He said, you got to keep in mind that when you're playing against a team full of veterans who don't have anything to prove in preseason and they're just getting warmed up, they're probably not playing as hard as a group of young kids trying to make the roster. So there's a motivation difference there. That is true. But you're still playing against guys who are far more, far more experienced and far more talented than a lot of the guys that are on the Red Wings roster. And they went out there and they kicked ass today, to put it bluntly. Absolutely kicked ass. It was a fun game from... After about a minute 30 in, onward. <laughs> After Pittsburgh got their one quick goal out of the way, onward. It was a really fun game. And, I mean, God, Philip Zedina and Dominic Kubalik looked electric. I'm so amped right now. I can't. What, a, what, a, what a phenomenal way to start off preseason. And, yes, you know, even though I tweeted that I'm ready to raise the banner, doesn't mean I actually think that. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're taking it with stride. It's game one of the preseason. But – like you said, it is against uh, uh, almost the entirety of the NHL level of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that is an awesome sign. And, and yes, motivation is different, and it's game one of the preseason, and it really doesn't mean anything, but all we have is what we have, and we have this one game, and the Red Wings looked dang good in this one game. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely electric. And, you know, I, I almost think that, I don't almost think. I do think. I hope you think. that the goal at the beginning of the game to then like recover and put up six after going down one nothing ninety seconds into the game against uh, basically the the Penguins NHL team like that's honestly an even like better sign to me. Like I think that that's something that was lost kind of in the excitement of the night is like 
this team could have just been like, oh, you know, you know, down one nothing early. This is a, a you know, eighty percent give or take, like a, a NHL roster. Like this is literally the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, one nothing. Let let's just not like pack it in. Obviously, we're excited. It's game one, but I don't know. I, I our think expectations that, were probably pretty low, right? Right, right, exactly. And I I think being able to rebound from an early you know punch in the jaw and to rebound and still put up six is is very very exciting i'm so pumped and i mean look at even at five on five or i'm sorry let me scroll over to five on five at five on five the red wings were still dominated by shot attempts Corsi four percentage the uh the pittsburgh penguins overall had a Corsi four percentage of 54 percentage throughout the game they had the edges and shots throughout the game at five on five Penguins outshot the Red Wings 18 to 4 overall. It was like 33 to 21. But really, it comes down to quality shots. Is the Red Wings had a lot of quality shot attempts that they took advantage of and they made the Penguins make mistakes. And that's how you win hockey games. I mean, obviously, you want as many shots as possible, but it comes down to quality shots and taking advantage of mistakes and quality uh, attempts at the same time. And Red Wings made sure that the Penguins made a plethora of mistakes throughout that entire game. You look at, I mean, for example, uh, Dominic Kubelik's second goal. Casey DeSmith just very casually went behind the net. Didn't expect Kubelik to be playing as hard as he did. Stole the puck from DeSmith and wrapped it around the net. There were a lot of moments like that in this game where the Red Wings were playing very, very aggressive. And that includes on the penalty kill. I mean, I don't even know. There's so much to I want to talk about in this game that I don't even know really how to approach it. I, I want to talk about special teams, but I also want to talk about Zadina and Kubalik, and both of those guys were really exciting tonight. And I don't know where, where do you want to lead off with here when we talk about so, the game itself. Uh, well, I think I, I want to touch on something you said there, and I think that's where I want to start. Is and this I I feel like this can we can kind of naturally transition into individual performance after, but I want to start with just the offense as a whole. I want to start with. Like, like, let's save the individual stuff for after. The team as a whole, I thought offensively, like you said, quality of shots was the biggest thing that stood out to me. This was was not a, a game where at, at the end of the third period, the Red Wings, you, you look down and they had 50 shots, but the quality of shots was very encouraging. I, I thought that they were getting into the right places, that they were really trying to wreak havoc in the crease, which I really liked. I thought that there was a lot of good that came from just the quality of shots and and the shot attempts that they did did have. While it wasn't an overwhelming number, I, I was very encouraged by the quality of shots and how uh, everybody was setting everybody up. And, and and the the biggest thing offensively was there was a a huge lack of dump and chasing, and it just oh made God, yes. me so happy. Like that was for me. <laughs> That bigger than anything, that was the most apparent thing for this game. There was next to no dump and chasing, even when they were up big in the third, still had the pedal to the metal. Like, you know, some dudes are still playing for jobs. Like, it, that was the the most apparent thing to me on the offensive side of the puck was, was there were actual, like, plays being ran and, and actual, you know, trying to set everybody up and, and attacking. Just zone entry was just like existed like it, it's not even like good or bad it just literally happened which is something that never <laughs> games and games on end last season we just didn't even have zone entry that wasn't even part of the game plan was entering the opponent's zone so just seeing like an actual there was some aggressiveness there was a four check defensively 
like aggressive again, like trying to cause turnovers, trying to wreak havoc like that. That was something that was prevalent all game. Like I, I man, I, I just, I, again, we're not raising banners or anything, but just game one when looking at what we watched for 82 last year, this is night and day. So I just wanted to start with, with, I think like the team, how, how just everybody looked together rather than individual off rip. No, I completely agree with you. And like, yeah, it's preseason game number one. So we're not trying to plan the parade down Woodward quite yet. We'll wait until after game two of the preseason yeah, yeah. to I plan the, the parade. Is, is a good, yeah. I, I think that's fair at that point to start calling Mayor Doug. Yeah, that, that like, hey, yeah, it's fair game by then, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they looked they were looked really good. And I mean, especially atop all of that is that top offensive line that they trotted out there, which was Michael Rasmussen at center. Uh, and Kubalik and Zadina on the wings. They looked really good. I mean, Rasmussen, that, that forward line was going up. Is that a third at, line? That, yes, that no, is, right that now. Is, Don't even think about it. Is that a third line? line. They played Opening like a first night. line. Is though. that our third line? Probably, yeah. Yeah, and I love it. That's an aggressive, like, Zadina's looked fantastic. Rasmussen gives you, a you know, like a big body in there. Um, and, and, like, we saw what Kubalik can do. Like, I, I think, like, the hype train on him, people are starting to realize why. Like the, the wings went out and got to do like that. He's just going to let it rip, grip it and rip it. I love that as a third line. I love it. And it was the first line in this one, obviously. Okay. So, you know, when it comes to Corsi four percentage, you want your Corsi four percentage to be 50. Oh, we're so right? back. Brian's read me Corsi percentages. We are so back, baby. There, there was no goals for percentages, expected goals for percentages uh, followed in this game, but we got Corsi. Philip Zadina's Corsi four percentage in this game. Remember, 50 is where you want to be. 81.82%. Per- Nasty. He was 30% above where you want to be in this game. His relative, so relative to his teammates, he was a 44.32%. So he was 40, he provided 44%. I just, it, I love it. It's so. Again, preseason game number one, but and I don't, so I don't want to make too much out of it. And we got to go to break. I got to read Zadina, this out. Yeah, it's almost not even like. Yeah, I know we need to go to a break, but it's almost not even like like. But look at the has Zadina ever games. looked like this in a preseason game either? No. no. So like, guess what? I don't care. Like for him specifically, the team expectations, whatever you can call preseason for Zadina, he he has not looked like this in a in a winged wheel at, at any point since. Being in a winged wheel, the preseason included, other preseasons included. So, like, I don't care and, when it comes to him. Like, he just looks great. Getting these minutes, and so I like I keep saying I don't want to make too much out of it, but they were getting these minutes against the forward line of Sidney Crosby, Richard Raquel, and Jake Gensel, or Evgeny Malkin, Brian Russ, and Jason Zucker, right. as those two shared about the same amount of ice time. Those are two legitimate top six lines in the regular season against the Red Wings presumed third line and they dominated and out hustled again you want to keep in mind like there's a lot they have those two four lines have a lot less to prove. exactly going all out in game yes. one of the preseason for but, sure like it is exciting to see that how motivated that entire line was and we're going to continue this conversation because i want to talk about kubalik and rasmussen too because they also played very well absolutely but, well we, we, talk, we need to even do the deep dive on zadina to be we, honest we haven't, we haven't even really we talked we haven't really done that even yet uh today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of your latest developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. 
the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, segment two, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Let's keep talking about that top line because, man, were they good. Michael Rasmussen looked comf- comfortable at center. He was providing a lot of offense, creating a lot of plays, He forcing turnovers. Dominic Kubalik just, I mean, he he's as advertised. This is the Dominic Kubalik, the best, the, today's game was best case Dominic Kubalik where he's flying down the wing, exactly. ripping shots, and then his power play goal, man, was exquisite when I, who was it that passed that puck across the point to it was was it heronic i can't quite remember but, uh heronic had a good pat but zadina also had was that, one. Was, had an assist on it yeah right yeah it was one of the two regardless but that that ripper he took from the blue line i didn't even see it go in that line chemistry was just very very good and kubelik had a power play and a shorthanded goal. And both all of Rasmussen, Zadina, and Kubelik all had two points in this game. Just that entire first line for the Red Wings today looked like they were the, well, they looked like the best line out there on, on both teams. Correct. Yeah, they did. And it's it was awesome to see. I think with, if we want to take like a, a deeper dive into like some of the individual players, I guess, like Zadina, uh, unbelievable. Right. Like, I, I think that that's pretty, uh, a pretty fair assessment. He looked like he was just on a different gear than everybody else on the ice, our team and Pittsburgh included. He, he just, he, he looked just as good as he has in camp and everybody's been raving about how good he's looked in camp. This, he has, he looked phenomenal in this game. Uh, I mean, where do we like the, the thing that made it so fun to watch was the the skating is the first and foremost like he he really did he he just looked better and, and just more efficient looked fast but when it came to like passing great great when it came to scoring grip it rip it zadina style <laughs> too man like golly that that was a like he he looked he looked so good and i i i i hope oh man I'm going to be unbearable if this is the Zadina breakout season, as I'm, I'm sure a lot of us are. But he, he outside of, like, yes, it, it, it's very easy to point to the the passing and the goal and, and be like, look, this just objectively looks better than what we saw last season. That's all very true and, and very easy to point out. I thought, uh, again, defensively, he was a menace. Up a menace he was so aggressive but uh i didn't think he was too aggressive i don't think he overbid at any points to my memory at least and caused a big play on the other end like he and again especially on the four check like that's something that last year non-existent we just did the sit back thing and tried not to give up goals and it was oh if we had a lead we're just gonna park the bus like no this this team with a lead was aggressive and and i know it uh, uh, we can say it a million times. Like, I know it's preseason. I know it's, it, it's whatever. Like you're going to try some stuff. Maybe that's not how they look at and game one of the regular season. Fine. But it, it's just refreshing and nice to know that it's possible for a Red Wings team to actually do these kind of things. And Zadina, uh, just back to the original topic, like he uh, defensively as well looked unbelievable, just as good defensively as he did offensively. 
at one point during that game, um, and this and one particular example that stood out in my mind was Evgeny Malkin was um, high in the high in the offensive zone, his offensive zone, so the Red Wings defensive zone, and he went to wind up for a slap shot that he was faking for a pass, um, and as soon as he pumped it for the fake slap shot, Philip Zadina came up behind him, picked his pocket for the to take the puck away for an odd man rush the other way. Now. The announcers, of course, said, oh, he, lo- the, he lost the puck off his stick. I'm like, that's not what happened, but okay, cool. A, little, a lot of homerism. The announcers also broadcast. didn't know how to pronounce any Detroit Red Wings name. You, you know not what, though? Like, I, it's the Penguins broadcast, so I kind of expect No, that. no, no. I'm not. I wasn't trying to be like, oh, they suck at their jobs. Like, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're great guys. It was just, it was funny, like, yeah. watching the game. It was like, that's not how you say that. They <laughs> like called the Soderblom night. Sonderblom at one point. I, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't Kosa matter because... Yeah, it's they pronounce Hornick different every single time they said his name, yeah, but it's a, it's the, it was the Penguins broadcast team, so I didn't really care. That no, much no, about no. It. Like I said, I'm sure they're great at their jobs. It was literally just amusing to me, like more yeah. than anything. I wasn't mad about it. It was just funny. There were certainly a lot of people who were mad about it on Twitter. I tell you that. Oh <laughs> well, yes, but so let's let's dump a little bit of cold water on ourselves. Let, let's focus on it. We we just raved about a, a big positive in that game, and that that top three, or that top line rather. But one thing that the Red Wings have got to do better at is, and this is a problem that plagued them last what? week. Yeah, there's one blatant one. Yeah, is they took nine penalties. In yeah. game. <laughs> like just inexcusable. Yeah, like you cannot be taking nine penalties. And I think a part of that might be, you know, maybe it's 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 nerves, it's antsiness, because like that's a that is a windfall of playing high motor. You know, playing excited, uh, having a lot of energy, wanting to prove yourself. Is you go out there, you play hard, you end up taking penalties not intentionally but things happen you lose control of your stick you end up uh, poke checking a guy they step on your stick but that kind of stuff happens when you're you're all energy no I'm not saying that they weren't thinking but all like, gas no break all, baby. exactly that's precisely what i was trying to say so i think that might have had a, a little bit of an effect on it because i don't think they're a not average nine penalty a, no. a night team but well, I, I mean just like you know looking at the penalties they got to like i i they, they were all deserved i'm not saying that they were they were like cheap or or super soft penalties or anything but um i, I think that they're easily i don't like using the word fix but like easily uh development wise like they're, they're easy to correct they're easy to point to and go hey like you know don't do this anymore <laughs> i mean and and i totally agree that i don't think that uh, i i i don't think that this team is is going to have that many penalties but again we only have what we have in the same way that we were talking about the positives that is definitely something that that cannot persist um i i think that when it comes to penalties and such there is well <laughs> i don't even know how to really explain what i'm thinking but like this team like game 1 of the preseason Aside from just the excitement, like maybe we're trying some stuff. Maybe we're trying to see what we can get away with a little bit. Like maybe it's it's the first time a lot of these dudes have played organized hockey in, in a few weeks. Like, you know, aside from the prospects, maybe even a few months. Maybe it's just a little bit of rust where uh, we're kind of shaking off. But yeah, I, that's uh, like blatantly the number one, if you were to rank the negatives easily at the top, is uh, is the amount of penalties they took. Now it kind of yin yang like kind of turned into a little bit of a positive because 
the Penguins didn't go- score a single goal on the power play, and like penalty kill looked really good. But yeah, I mean the power play, uh, the the Red Wings penalty kill was very aggressive, which was surprising and very it. welcome. I loved how aggressive love it, it was because well, that's the thing too is and it, it's not going to work one hundred percent of the time. But it's worth trying out. And in this game, it worked very, very well because obviously the Penguins had something they wanted to try. They wanted, they were trying to create set plays in the offensive zone by slowing the pace down. Red Wings obviously recognized that and they attacked. They were aggressive, didn't give the Penguins an opportunity to think. And it created odd man rushes back down the other way. Obviously, Kubelik's goal came on, uh, uh, came on a penalty kill. It was shorthanded. And then there was another opportunity. It was a two on one with Rasmussen and Zadina in the third period going down the ice. They were down. They were shorthanded, and they had a two-on-one because they were playing aggressive and not giving the Penguins time to slow down. Four check, four check, four check, four check, four check. It was beautiful. So, like, they, they just weren't giving the Penguins the opportunity to try new things. They wanted they wanted to try new things, and they weren't giving them the opportunity. Then the Red Wings got their two power plays, and they converted on both of them. And the the one was the Dominic Kubelik's rocket of it. Oh my god, that shot! We talked about it already, but that shot from the point was Mr. disgusting. I didn't Pete see it go in. But then Stephen Comfer also converted from the, the top of the blue line. It was a nice screen in front that they thought maybe got tipped by Kubelik, but it was Kubelik and one of the Penguins players in front screen, screening Tristan Jari, so he couldn't yeah. see it. I mean, that's the stuff you got to do. They cycled the puck well, lots of good passing, and they took, opp- they took shots when the opportunity presented itself. So the special teams were a huge improvement in this game. Again, preseason game number one, Lots of teams trying new things, lots of mixed up lineups. So you don't want to get too excited. But when you're deprived of hockey, like we have been since April, and this is the first game we see, and it's an absolute blowout, forgive us if we get a little bit excited. We have what we have, baby. We have what we have, and this is the only thing we have. So we're going to be pumped about it. Another guy that stood out, well, first of all, when we come back. There you go. We'll talk about goaltending in this one, because goaltending also deserves a little bit of credit. when we come back, I never, I never know how to do this transition to segment three. I always do uh, on Tigers. I always do right after this. Right. Okay. There we go. Right after this, guys. And we're back. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We probably won't even have. I was listening on yesterday's episode just for feedback to see how we sounded, see what we could, you know, work on and improve on. And we didn't even have ad locators. Like I put them in, but they there was no no ads. Oh really? And uh, so it just went when we come back. Segment three, it just well, roll right into it. Get that just always. So. No, I was listening on Spotify. But yes, you're oh, right. oh, oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I listen on my way to commute. Some on my way to work sometimes, just because uh, I don't really feel like listening to music sometimes. You know. Yeah, you'd rather listen to my voice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I. Yeah, totally. Um, goaltending though. Anyways, uh, goaltending. <laughs> Uh, Victor Bratstrom let in a goal early in his a minute 37 into the game. And I was a little bit like, Ooh, this recovered nicely. Yeah. He made 19 of 20 saves in uh, 30 minutes of that game. He made 20, he faced 20 shots in 30 minutes of game time and made 19 saves. He looked good. He looked solid, which is yeah. honestly a little bit considering how many shots the Penguins had. I was very impressed with that performance in this game. Yeah, no, me too. And, and obviously that was the, the handoff to everybody's, you know, the the big moment in that of everybody where Sebastian Kosa then came out, um, uh, so let a goal in really early in his too, and then recovered nicely. So there you go. That was yeah. the theme, I guess. Okay, but you know, 
he let up a goal to Brian Russ. And Brian Russ is a really good hockey player. So yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, no, for sure. He ended up making one. A nice oh, move, too. I have it here. He ended up making 12 saves on 13 shots. So both of them had over a 900 save percentage, well over 900 save percentage in this game. So, I mean, I big. Kosa, yeah, he's very big. Big, dude. He takes I, out the net, man. I, I thought Bradstrom mechanically was better. I think his, his, sure. he's obviously you can see that he's had years more to develop as yeah. a professional goaltender. I think Kosa's positioning was a little bit more rough, a little bit more scrambly, but his size yeah. and athleticism cool. more than made up for it, which is kind of the, the thing that people are talking about when they drafted him. Well, yeah, like that's the thing is if you can get him mechanically sound, it's over. Like it's just, it's over for everybody else. Like he's just going to be dominant. So that's, that's obviously the goal, but yeah. I, I think when you put it kind of like scrambly, is that what you said? Like, yeah. I think that that's a good way to put it. Cause it was, um, yeah, like loose around the edges. You know what I mean? Like it, it was definitely, uh, uh, like in that if he made some stops and, and he looked good at times, but just to, even like simple stuff, just like, uh, I don't know, like pokes in front of the net or like trying to, you know, like ice the puck or something yeah. just like didn't look as as clean or sharp, maybe that's, that's, I guess what I'm trying to say as, as he this could is, have mechanically, but I, I mean, you know, for, for his first taste of NHL action, literally in his life, uh, I thought that it was a pretty respectable performance. That is literally what I was about to say. I was like, I mean, up until this point, he had only played in the Western hockey league, a major junior yeah. hockey league. And now his first game, you know, not counting prospects tournament and the red and white game, his first game, as a professional hockey player is against some of the best players in the league in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Cause that was close to their starting lineup again, effort with notwithstanding, but I mean, that's, that's a hell of a lineup to go up against. And he made 12 out of 13 saves and yeah, he, he looked a little scrambly, but as the game progressed, he, he locked it down a little bit more. So there's probably For some sure. nerves in there too. I mean, this is the first time he's walked onto the ice to face an NHL hockey team. Right. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack because I think he overall, he still played pretty well. I, I was absolutely. happy with his performance because I mean, as, as much as Victor Bratson played phenomenal, he's not the future of the Detroit Red Wings. You know, that's not, that's not what people are looking at him to be. It's Sebastian Kosa is supposed to be the future. That's why you drafted him 15th overall. So you're going to, you're going to be a little bit more critical of Kosa, even though, you know, he is the younger goalie, the less refined goalie. He's just got because he's got that pedigree. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, I also want to shout out Elmer Soderblom and uh, Jonathan Bergen. Jonathan Bergen? Still don't know on that one. But a Bergen great and Soderblom. Great pass by Bergen. They looked great. Great pass by Bergen. That was the big standout um, little wrap around the net action there. He looked fantastic. Yeah, Soderblom looked really solid as well. I mean, that's somebody who... You know, didn't get too much, uh, like ISO time. I guess I'll call it right. Like, didn't get too many opportunities, like with the with the puck on his stick to like really. But as far as positioning, like off the puck, I mean, he was he was stellar, and obviously that led to the goal. So, yeah, I I, I thought that he looked really solid. Um, trying to think of anybody else. Well, if I could tack on a little bit, I, I think yeah, Soderblom. Yeah. Um, he showed flashes. I don't think he was, he was never bad in the game, but he never like when he was on the ice, obviously besides his size, he wasn't always doing something that stood out to be like, okay, sure. he's really no, that, I think well. that's what I was trying to say is like, there was never like a moment where, where he really had an opportunity, whether it was an opportunity, wasn't really presented itself or whether it was just, he didn't really do it. I, I, I definitely agree. I think that um, he, he didn't really 
have much have many chances to really yeah. stand out and kind of explode. But, but I was really impressed game. with Berger in the entire game. Yeah, I think Berger he I think he looked very comfortable. I I would Agreed. he's definitely going to be getting NHL ice time at some point this year because he looked. You know, next to that top line, I would argue that Bergeron looked probably the fourth best as a forward on that team. I think he looked the most comfortable. His vision was very good. His skating was uh, good. His decision-making was good. I mean, he's the one who made that. I mean, so they left Soderblom wide open yeah. back door. I don't know what they were doing. They, they were watching the puck the entire time. But well, well, Yeah, that looked like the uh, the February Detroit Red Wings defense last yeah, year. Yeah, right? But Bergen saw him open back door and made a real smooth tape to tape pass. I mean, oh, yeah, just great. the whole play. I mean, like like I said, the around the net thing. Like, I mean, he yeah, he really had the puck on his string there. It looked good. And uh, do we do we do Kubalik? We did talk about Kubalik. We did, right? we did talk about Kubalik. Okay. Yeah, I said he was as advertised best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, um, no, he. I, I just like he's not going to have two goals every night, obviously. But that is an aggressive dude. Like he, like play style wise, like he is. He is going to charge the puck, and he is going to let it rip. And I cannot wait. That's something that last year this team desperately needed. Um, can't wait to see it more. I, we talked special teams a, a little bit, right? Like, I, you know, penalty kill obviously was fantastic. It was perfect um, as far as results go. Uh, really, yeah, we did talk about penalty kill. Power play. Yeah. I mean, so good. They only got yeah. two opportunities, but they converted on both of them. Yeah, I, we haven't talked at all about defense though. Um, I do. I do think Olimata and Filipronic played very good. I was actually surprised by how aggressive Olimata was as somebody who was marketed as a defensive defenseman. I saw him uh, join the rush. I saw him skate the puck up. I was very impressed. And that was he like the theme of the night, man. Like again, like it was just it, it, and like injected in my veins. I'm a huge fan, <laughs> but like it, it like the the four check was something we I, I haven't seen a Detroit Red Wings team that aggressive on a four check like since the Bush administration. Like I, it, it was it was remarkable. It, it truly was awesome to watch. And yeah, I'm I'm amped. You literally just said the Bush administration. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me off guard. All right. Um, there was one other thing. I, oh yeah. Hockey, let's take a look at hockey stack cards. We are, we're back, right? We, we are can do so this. back. We are so back. So I'm pulling back. up hockey stack cards. Uh, look, the Red Wings, uh, did very well for themselves today. And, uh, when yeah, was the last time we saw the Red Wings hockey stack card look that good on the positive side of zero, uh, incredible. And I mean, yeah, it's never. as to be expected, uh, Philip Zadina, Dominic Kubalik, uh, Michael Rasmussen, Phil Pronick, Olimata, uh, Tyler Speezy has a bit of a surprise on here. How high they have him listed as having dominated? Because if you actually look at the uh, natural stat trick, Corsi four percentage wise, you know he was a negative impact on the ice. He when he was on the ice, Pittsburgh Penguins got more shot attempts than the Detroit Red Wings did. But you know it says here on hockey stat card manage, that though. he was yeah he was the fourth best, fifth best rather. So clearly there's some discrepancies in how these algorithms do it. And that just reminds all of us that, you know, nothing is straightforward, but when they align, like they do at the top three, that's when, you know, like, okay, they're, these guys are doing something right. Phil Zadina, Dominic Kubelik, Michael Rasmussen dominated. If you scroll down a little further, you'll see Elmer Soderbaum was a positive impact on the ice as as everywhere, except for miscellaneous off the puck stuff, which I mean, that's what we saw. There's very few guys who, didn't contribute positively in this game. And honestly, the guys who didn't contribute positively in this game, I I agree with. I mean, these are guys that I did not notice. And when I did notice, it's because 
they were giving the puck up or getting reamed along the boards. I remember specifically Dominic Shine got reamed along the boards in one, yeah, option, in one really option. Um, a little disappointed that Cross Hannis is all the way at the bottom of this list. I was really looking forward to his performance, but also first time on the NHL ice. So that is what it is. But yeah, I mean, overall, you look at this and the Red Wings dominated, man. If you look at the, I'm not going to pull it up, but hockey stat cards has like overall top performance of the night. And Dominic Kubalik and Philip Zadina were three and four on that list out of all the preseason games that happened tonight, which is, that's, that's just nice to see, man. Again, there's not much in the end. There's not much to take away from a preseason game, especially the first preseason game, but it's okay to get excited. It's okay to see the positives in this game and say, okay, this is what we are capable of. If they can carry this over into the regular season, like you see the highs tonight, you see the best case scenarios tonight. It's okay to get excited about that, but just remember in the back of your head, it's preseason. Absolutely. I will never tell somebody not to get excited. Yeah, no, never tell anyone how to be a fan. All right. Anything else? Do we cover it all? We're so back. We ball. It's it's gonna be really tough, especially in the early weeks of the season, to keep these episodes under like we technically we're supposed to keep them under 30, but we like to shoot for 35. But it's going to be so hard because there's there was like tonight. I mean, we we could have talked the all episode about the well, especially the top like line. again, like we're going to see a whole new personnel group tomorrow night, probably. You know, that's what I mean? another like, thing. There's a game tomorrow. I mean, we right. can't really preview it because well, yeah, we have no idea what the lineups going to look like play and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, like we're going to see a whole new like Red Wings team. Basically, it's going to be yeah. a whole new personnel group. So like, give me Simon. Give me Simon. Give me Simon. But yeah, we'll be back with a, a new game recap tomorrow. Recap in preseason game at number two of eight against the Chicago Blackhawks. That one tips off at 7.30 p.m. And it is on Bally Sports Detroit X and is going to be on WWJ News Radio 950. Plug. That's where I work, guys. Plug. You can listen to that one on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's also where you can catch us at, as well as Spotify and Apple. Look at that. Be back on Wednesday, Thursday. Wait, this is, yeah, this is Wednesday's episode. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.